0: Okay, so this is, um, I guess I just have to do another show on uh, corporativism itself, um, because I see, as frustrating as everything has been lately, I, I do see some uh, some good signs that people are sort of weaving together the various aspects of what I've been talking about in a constructive way to see the big picture. and it's the big picture, the series of assumptions that I'm working with that lead me to believe that we're in such dire circumstances. Each individual thing that I've been talking about is is probably enough in and of itself if you completely believed it and understood it as as I believe that I understand it. Um, So corporatism itself, the government form and ideology is enough of a threat that that really should be enough. In the beginning I was kind of thinking You know, if I go back five years ago, I was thinking getting people to understand what corporativism was would be enough. Because at the time, and still to this day, most people say, well, socialism's terrible, we want to get back to our free market economy. And uh, honestly, a lot of people don't even say free market economy, they just say capitalism, and they don't really understand what that means. And they tend to actually, people on the right anyway, tend to forgive and ally with corporations mistakenly believing them to be uh, capitalist enterprises and capitalist institutions. But they are not. They are actually inherently anti-capitalist institutions. There has never been a capitalist corporation in time, ever. Um, if you go back far enough uh, before corporativism, there were corporations. There wasn't The idea of incorporating was a sort of a mercantilist idea, uh, which also was not capitalist, and people mistake this as well. Mercantilism is is the state being involved in trade, and and a lot of mistakes about global trade and um, things like um, deficits, uh, trade deficits, and all that. That that all comes from the idea of mercantilism that that your your government is actually the one who is trading with other countries, and then and then you get to benefit because the countries are trading with each other. But that's actually not what happens in capitalism. In capitalism, in, in true liberalism, not modern nonsense liberalism, but classical liberalism, the idea is that individuals trade with each other. So you might have, in the case of Europe, you might have a, a French person dealing with a German person, and that's not the French government dealing with the German government. It's not. Um, it's the French person dealing with the German person. And, in fact, the more French people deal with the more German people, the better it is for France and Germany as groups of people because they actually get to benefit from this extended order that that reaches outside of their own local areas. And it's not a threat to anybody at all. The, the only person who it's a threat to is the government of France and the government of Germany. Uh, and it it, may, it sort of switches back and forth. Sometimes it's it's good for the government of Germany, but bad for the government of France, and sometimes it's good for the government of France, but bad for the government of Germany. But it's always good for both the French person and the German person. This is what you have to understand, is that capitalism is a threat to government. It is, it is the best thing for individuals and the worst thing for government. So corporativism is this idea that you take the the aspects of a totalitarian government and you delegate them out to corporations which then assumes the role each individual corporation is sort of granted a monopoly over a sector of the economy and then they lord over that sector of the economy and all the people in it as a state. Um, they have as a backup the threat of violence from the from the actual central government to support their monopoly position so you can't legally challenge them and if you know if if you really try to resist it they, they'll send you know armed people against you to defend the corporation because the corporation is really an organ of the state so in corporativism which is synonymous with fascism um this is how society is organized it is a planned economy it is not as planned as a totalitarian um uh, communism would be but it, it endeavours to achieve the same goal. Um, it does not try to become adaptable. That's not its, that's not its solution. It's what it really tries to do is is sort of be all things to all people. In in theory, if you you know allow all the workers to organize into unions, which by the way, workers' unions are part of corporativism. That is an integral part of corporativism. So fascism is 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 directly connected to trade unionism. the the, the source uh, ideologies that, that form the general corporatist idea is syndicalism, trade unionism, and guild socialism. So, um, anybody who is who can imagine this, this this guild socialism is a good simplification of what's happening, because you have some organization that sort of manages. Who's allowed to do a particular job, and they come up with their own system of how long you have to wait before you're allowed to be considered a, a journeyman or a blah blah blah, and you're just you're just not even allowed into the field if you don't you know appeal to the right people or come from the right family or come from the right region or you know what I mean there's only so many people who are allowed to do this particular job in this town. I mean the the, the local. Um, Chambers of Commerce that people are always making reference to, and a lot of people just don't understand this, but Chambers of Commerce are sort of a guild socialist organization. The idea is they they decide whether or not a new hair salon is allowed to open. Because we've already got three hair salons. If we allow another hair salon in, that would be competition for the other three hair salons. And they, you know, this one deals with the the high ground up in the northwest part of the town. And this one deals with the poor people down in the ghetto. And this one deals with the, you know, the people on High Street. And there's just no room for another hairstylist. So no bang gavel on the desk. We're going to use our power to prevent you from opening a new hair salon. That's... the the purpose of the Chambers of Commerce. It's not to encourage trade, it's actually to discourage trade and to discourage competition. Now, obviously, this is anti-capitalist. So everything about the way that our governments have organized society or attempted to organize society is based upon a set of principles that are inherently anti-capitalist. And this is important because it explains so much. Uh, Like, Up to now, we have been operating as a corporativism. Almost every country has been operating as a corporativism, with the exception of the communist countries like China, who have been becoming less communist and more corporativist. So they're coming coming back from totalitarian communism towards, theoretically, a more liberal world, but it's only really going towards corporativism, which is apparently liberal, or appears to be. It's, it's, It's not really the right way to say it, but... In the in the broad spectrum, there the you know the, the the totalitarian complete planning of society top down by the state obviously was not working for communists, so they're coming back, and they're not going towards liberal capitalism. They're going towards this planned economy that is this corporatist state. So this is important. Um, whereas. The rest of the world has been coming from relative free markets to the corporatist state. So less freedom, less ability to plan your own life, more central planning, although it's delegated out to corporations. And until you become an actual official corporativism, and every and the government is willing to say out loud that it's a fascism and it's a corporativism, they they do it sort of sneakily. So they delegate these these responsibilities out to. Corporations, and then, if the corporation gets caught doing something that the government's is not allowed to do normally i mean we have this we have constitutions at least in the United States we have a constitution that says the government's not supposed to do economic planning um so it's a, it's it's one of the major tricks that they've had in their in their back pocket this whole time is to be able to say, well. You know, this—we just caught this corporation doing this terrible thing, and they'll you know, put them in front of a show trial in front of Congress or whatever, and scold them and tell them, "You, you know, you, what, what are you doing? This—you're not supposed to be able to do that." Blah 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 blah. And it's—it's it's just a show trial because the policy was actually dictated by the government in the first place. The corporation is simply doing what it's told, and the reason the corporation doesn't complain too much is because this is all an understanding they they're the person who gets put up in front of the corpora- in front of the congress to to get their their welts for for the apparent misbehavior of the corporation are just performing a theatrical task um, and then the policies that that corporation had been implementing that were dictated by the state are then handed off either to another person within that very corporation. Um, or the government appoints a person into the corporation or the cartel to be a manager to, to oversee it to make sure it 's done in the public's interests, um, or it 's handed off to another corporation entirely, um, or in the worst case scenario, it is completely nationalized and this happens at all different levels. It can even happen at the local level. This is the other thing you have to understand is that this is a it 's an ideology in a government form, but it's it's somewhat distributed. Um, so a town can very much decide to nationalize its power, for instance, and you'll find this in most towns, that they have a, a, a town power supply. It's not a private company in, in many towns. It's actually a, a, the town is in control. And Strangely, those a lot of the places that have a town that's sort of nationalized its own power are in somewhat better situations than some of these more corporativist situations where you have... You know, the whole states that have been granted virtual monopolies to a power company, and then all the towns are beholden to that particular company. So, in a very odd way, occasionally you'll find situations where the towns that have nationalized are better off than the counties that are completely stateified. But ultimately, what we really want is to have individual private companies providing power and competing with each other directly, locally, next to each other. That's okay. You can have two power companies directly next to each other competing directly for the very same customers such that one or the other dies and that company just goes out of business and just it doesn't exist anymore that's that's actually what capitalism is meant to do it's the the this idea that that your your that it's in the public's interest for a company to not be allowed to fail is completely antithetical to the to the to the entire idea of the free market and capitalism so Based on on this understanding of corporativism and what we've been for a long time, when I say that now we have the global totalitarian corporativist state that has occupied the entire world by subverting local bureaucracies and incorporating them into their own hierarchy, uh, and there, so every single local bureaucracy is actually a subordinate in the in this giant hi- hierarchy. And they may not even realize, in fact most of the time they don't realize their subordinates in the GTCS hierarchy. So this is why mass recall is the only solution, because none of the people who are in power have our best interests. Um, whether or not they realize it or not is really an irrelevant point to me. Um, uh, we, they all are traitors, they all have to be removed and tried and we'll we'll discover whether they are completely ignorant as to the nature of everything they've been doing or not, and the ones who who are not completely ignorant um, or maybe even the ones that that are ignorant but have done terrible things, those people will be held responsible, but a lot of them can be released at least on their own recognizance, maybe they'll have to do something I don't know, but we have to stop this. this cannot be allowed to go on, and there is there and the thing about it is, it, this is totalitarianism, and totalitarian regimes do not respond to legal challenges or legislative recourse. There's just no way to to vote yourself out of a totalitarian regime. So people need to understand that we we need to get out of this. And and the other problem is that war and violence are not a solution. In fact. The plans that are in place, and I'll get into the in the next show, I'll get into some of this. Um, but the plans that are in place from lockstep and agenda 21 and such um, make it clear that they have anticipated that, that people will become upset and they will try to and they will get upset and they will sort of freak out and become randomly violent, what they call pushback. And so that's all in the plans. And so what they intend to do is use the the violence that they have provoked by their crazy policies as an excuse to further enact restrictions on society. So it's actually uh, this self-reinforcing thing where they come and they slap you, and if you slap them back, then, then they punch you. And if you punch them back, then they shoot you. And that's the plan. It's not an accident. This is... They're, no, they're not coming in and, and making mistakes. These, everything that they're doing that is, is intended to provoke violence. So mass recall is the nonviolent, peaceful, and technically legal solution that I came up with after pouring over the data and trying to come up with some solution for almost a month in April of last year. And I came up with mass recall, and the basic idea is very simple. You just gather together 500 to 1,000 families in your town, and you remove all of the town officials, and you hold them in custody and try them at some point. That's the that's it. That's the basic plan. I have explanations about how we do this, why we do this, some of the, the details, but that is the basic idea. And it is not illegal for the people in a town to decide that their town officials are corrupt and must be removed. It's not. So... All I'm really saying is that everyone should do this everywhere. Uh it's not going to work in cities, but every town should conduct mass recall of their own town officials. And at that point we will have a decentralized world of towns with people who have restored their own liberty locally. And there's not going to be a, this this doesn't mean chaos because your town is is fine. I mean, most towns would be totally fine without their police. In fact, they'd probably be much better off without their police. So everything about mass recall actually instantaneously, instantaneously makes everybody's lives better. Instantly. And it removes all the oppression and all the threats and all the problems. The only problem with it is what does central government do in response? And so I've thought this through, and there's not very much they can do. Like I'm using the United States as an example here, but I think this should happen all over the world. But in the United States, there's 16,000 towns. And if all 16,000 towns simultaneously peacefully revolted, removed their town officials and held them in custody and started interrogating them and discovering what the plans were from the central sources, and we would probably discover a lot of really scary things that they've been planning to do. Um, and that's going to be very helpful to sort of expose to the people who just don't believe it just how evil and terrible these governments have been for so long. Um, but it's, there's not much for the central government to do in that case. So let's say you've got 200 to 250 million people in the United States who are already free, they already don't have the government over their heads anymore telling them what they can do. And you have this small number of people who are federal employees and people who live in cities still, and that's it. And that's the core of the global totalitarian corporatist state. In every single country that does mass recall, it will be their central governments and their cities. And those are very weak positions to be in. And so the question at that point is, does the central government decide to use weapons of mass destruction to kill everybody? That's really the only thing they can do. the The army is not going to be able to really go out and like take over the country. That's not, and there's a bunch of reasons I can go into the details of why that wouldn't work. Um, the the basic one is, is is similar to the basic reason why mass recall will work, which is that in, in most towns, and this is why it won't work in cities, by the way, in most towns, the your town officials and your police and everyone who works for the town are actually locals. They're, they're family, friends, and neighbors. They're people you know by name. They know you by name. And that's why you, you take your whole family, so the 500 to 1,000 families, including kids and women and elderly, those are the people that go down to the town hall and remove everybody peacefully. And that's because they, they know you, you know them. And they're just, they're just not going to shoot your 3-year-old in the head so that they can keep their job. They're just not going to do that. So that's why I know mass recall will work and if everybody does it simultaneously then then we're in we're in a really good situation and then that same principle everyone who's in the central government's army came from a town for the most part there'll be some people from cities but for the most part everybody who is you know in a member of the army came from a town and so you can't give somebody the order to go and nuke their hometown that's just not going to work and it, and it, even if they, they were to do it, it wouldn't work. Mass, using weapons of mass destruction, you can't kill everybody and, and that's, that's just not what they're supposed to be doing. No, no, no army person is going to kill everyone in their own country by orders, because that's not their purpose. So, so this is the basic idea of mass recall. And next I'll, I'll address some other issues.